בשם השם נעשה ונצליח, שיעור תורה, ברוכים הבאים. We are back here from עיר הקודש, from Jerusalem, משתבח שמו לעד, the holy city. And we're reporting we are under war right now. Israel is at war, and that's one of the things we've been talking about over the last week. And uh, of course, there are many people scared, there are many people concerned, many people have been running away, some people have been running too. And Be'ezrat Hashem, we have been trying to give you guys the clear instructions of the Holy Torah of what to do under these conditions. Now, tonight's show is going to be for the Refuah Shlema, for all of those poor people that have been terrorized and traumatized by these evil Ishmaelim, Imachshimam Vezichram, HaKadosh Baruch Hu give them Refuah Shlema, Refuah Tanefesh, Refuah Taguf, also Refuah Shlema for Rabbanit Levana Bat Sara, Sara Bat Levana, Rav Ephraim Ben Shulamit, Rabbanit Sara Bat Anat, אבי מורי דוד בן עשריה, אמי מורתי דוריס בת ז'ורה, and all of Am Yisrael and all the righteous Noahides that continue to support all the wonderful things that uh, we're doing here at our organization. Anyone that wants to donate and help us, help the uh, people here in Israel, whether it's the soldiers that are uh, looking for more mitzvot to do, even while in battle, which has a lot to do with our shiur tonight, or you want to help some of the poor people here that are suffering Uh, from uh, this this war altogether, much more than what the media is willing to report, then uh, go to bhchesed.org, B-H-C-H-E-S-E-D.org, and you can donate whatever your heart allows. So with that being said, we're going to say thank you to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Thank you to HaKadosh Baruch Hu for uh, helping us, helping us even though this is a time of war, this is a time of the Gemara in Masechet Menachot, page 23 says, this is a time of Idna Deritcha. What's the Idna Deritcha? As I mentioned to you guys last week, that after Am Yisrael makes a certain amount of sins that fills the cup, fills the cup in HaKadosh Baruch Hu that promised to never destroy us, but yet destroy, you know, promised us that we're always going to be his people, he has to rebuke us. He has to rebuke us Jewish people, so he actually brings us all types of horrors by using Edom and Ishmael as the stick, as the stick to hit us in order to get us back, in order to get his herd of holy people back to the line that we're supposed to be in. So of course everyone knows what happened just about a week ago when these uh, evil terrorists, Ishmaelim, Imachshima Vezicham, went and attacked us, broke through the borders, uh, and uh, murdered, raped, kidnapped thousands of Jewish people, and Arabs as well, by the way. Uh, but of course, the majority were, uh, vast majority were Jewish people, and uh, not only did they do all of this, but they celebrated it. They celebrated it, they posted the videos of it, they made fun of us, and literally, we saw that the hand of God, the hand of God allowed this to happen. And uh, the Gemara in Masechet Menachot <clears throat> says that under normal circumstances, a, uh, Hashem does not punish us if we don't fulfill specific mitzvot that we don't have to. Meaning, if a person has a, if a Jew has a, uh, a shirt, a garment that has four corners, then he's obligated to put the tzitzit, this tzitzit on it. 
But if he's not wearing a four-corner garment, he doesn't have to do it. Unless, the Gemara says, unless it's a time of Idna Deritcha. What's Idna Deritcha? That's a time where there is blood in the streets, where Kadosh Baruch has decided to punish and rebuke his children and get them back in line, and he allows the Satan, he allows the Satan to do his will, literally go in the streets and cause all types of mayhem, massacre, horrors. And that's what we saw. That's what we saw in Simchat Torah. That's what we saw here in Israel. And the world is still oblivious to what the truth is because the snake, the serpent, the Ishmaelim, are putting a wool over the world's eyes uh, by fooling them as if they are the victims for different reasons. Now, one of the things that we've saw throughout the, all of the years is that even though HaKadosh Baruch Hu has this particular uh, uh, you know, uh, judgment, you still hear miracles. You still see HaKadosh Baruch Hu's love even during Idna Deritcha. Even though Idna Deritcha is there, you still see HaKadosh Baruch Hu's miracles where many people have heard of the horrible things that happened to our people during the Holocaust, but yet many people have heard the countless miracles that happened to us during the, during the Holocaust. Different tzaddikim that were saved from different ways. As one of the Chachamim says that uh, uh, he was actually there when there was a uh, tzaddik that uh, was willing to die and not take off his tzitzit. So when the uh, Nazis, Imach Shimon Vezichram, the Edomite Nazis, Amalek Nazis, told them to go and uh, bury himself, Go and bury himself. Make a, make a hole and bury himself. He started digging a hole. They said, no, take off your clothes. After he uh, took off the clothes, he uh, went back to digging the hole. And then the Nazi, Machshimo, says, no, I told you all the clothes. Also that shirt. And the Jew says to him, that's not a shirt. That's a tzitzit. He said, take, the Nazi says to him, take it off, I'm going to kill you. And the Jew says, do whatever you want. This tzitzit is never coming off. It's never coming off. The Nazi was simply amazed. There are countless Jews watching this horrible, horrible situation. They're seeing one of their fellow Jews literally digging his own grave. And they cannot fathom, like, how does he have this strength? And for what? For, for, for the tzitzit? How? The Nazi himself was amazed. And he says, I don't understand. Why aren't you willing to take that off? He says, because this, this is what makes me a Jew. And you know what it means to be a Jew? It means that my God that's watching this right now, he is going to take revenge against you. And all of your people that tortured us, that tormented us, that murdered us, and he will take vengeance against you because of this tzitzit. The Nazi, for the first time in his life, heard such words. He got so scared, he ran away. And the Jew lived to tell the story. Miracles like this, Rabotai Karim, happened even during Idna Deritcha, even during the Midat Adin, even during the time where HaKadosh Baruch Hu allowed, allowed the enemy to causes as much harm as his vicious heart allowed. And Baruch Hashem, 
this is one of the ways we see how Kadosh Baruch Hu's love even during a time that he punishes us. And we saw that today again. We saw that today again. Now I don't know what you were doing during the evening tonight here in Israel, perhaps anywhere you are in the States or different parts of the world. It was the afternoon, it was the morning, or wherever it was. But of course, every person that has certain experiences in their life, they usually remember where they were. I remember when uh, uh, Le uh September 11th happened in the United States and I was on a bus going to work in the middle of New York City. And as soon as I got out of the bus, everyone, the street was full of people and the cars stopped and everyone was looking over my shoulder. Uh, you know, and I turned around and I saw that there's somebody, some plane hit the, uh, the tower. And I, uh, people didn't know what it was. And I remember it exactly like it was literally yesterday. Now, of course, it was a uh, situation that uh, led to many wars and killing and so on. But the point is that on a personal level, every person remembers these things. But there's also an obligation for us to remember where we were when good things happened. Where we were when good things happened, when HaKadosh Baruch Hu blessed us, when HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave us miracles. It's very easy to complain. It's very easy to remember the traumatizing things in life, but we have to also remember the good things in life. Now, one of the things that we've seen since this massacre was permitted to happen by Hashem Barach is that the prophecy of a hunger and a thirst for Torah, an unprecedented hunger and thirst for Torah, unlike any other time, is literally being fulfilled in front of our eyes, where countless people that either have been disconnected from Judaism their whole life, even some of them hated it, to people that were connected to a certain extent, realizing, all realizing they must do tshuva, all realizing they must take on more mitzvot, just yesterday, I got news from one of my dear students that Baruch Hashem, him and his entire uh, family, him, his wife, his beautiful kids, did tshuva. Many miracles have happened. He gave me the good news that a little bit of our shuim that he sent to uh, his, uh, his friend caused the entire family of five people to keep their first Shabbat in their life. Now, if this was it, this would be enough. Dayenu, but there's countless stories like this. Many other people are telling me that their friends are starting to watch our shiurim and they're doing doing tshuva. One of my dear students told me that his friend, his friend that literally hated me because I caused his friend, which is my student, to do tshuva, has started to watch my shiurim and actually took upon himself to start keeping Shabbat, start putting on tefill and start praying. And these stories are unbelievable, unbelievable. And I literally remember and love these stories because they give you energy. They give you energy to keep going because you see that there's more light out there to more sparks of Kedusha out there to collect. But in the last week and a half, there's been so much, literally what we've done in the last 10, 12 years or so, you could literally compare it to what we've done in the last week and it's unbelievable. Different lectures where you're seeing usually 50, 100, 150 people show up now have two, three, four thousand people watching it live. And I'm not even talking about the after. You see Shurim, they used to get a few people to do tshuva, a few people to get chizuka, getting dozens and dozens of people to change. So there's a prophecy that before the end of times, many people are going to wake up and there's going to be a huge hunger and thirst 
not for water, not for bread, but rather for the word of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And so at the same time we're seeing this, we're seeing this as a blessing, but there's even an additional blessing. An additional blessing that I know is on the mind of anyone that's watching the news carefully, which is reporting that there was a hospital in Gaza that was destroyed, that was bombed. Now, of course, if you simply follow the, uh, the, uh, the Ishmaelim's uh, 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 advertising, if you follow the Amalek's advertising, then you're going to think, oh, wait, Israel is the one that, uh, that did it. But you would be wrong. Why? Because there is visual evidence. There's a video which we're going to put on this channel tomorrow when you see this on YouTube. And this is available everywhere. I'm sure you could find it. Where you could literally see a missile being shot out of Gaza having a Kadosh Baruch Hu turn around that missile and it goes back to where it was shot. The missile is shot from there. It turns around... And it goes back to the enemy that shot it. It's literally a Kadosh who took this missile and said, not now, go back. Boom! And now this missile, usually when the missile strikes, you know, usually there's some damage, but you see the damage over there is exponentially higher than usual. Why is that the case? Because in that hospital, Aside from being full of roaches, full of, full of terrorist roaches that were there, there was an enormous amount of other bombs and missiles inside the basement of that, uh, of that hospital. That's what the hospital was really uh, a front for. It was a front for a terror cell. Now, of course, if the, uh, if the Jewish people end up bombing such a place, you know, then people, the whole world will say, oh, how can, how can you do it? <coughs> This is not right. These people are innocent. You guys are murderers. Blah, 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 blah. We know that there's terrorists there, but the world denies it. So what, we, what happens? HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, you don't have to do anything. I'll do it. I'll do it, says HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Hashem yilachem lachem v'atem tacharishun, says Moshe Rabbeinu. In the book of Exodus, chapter 14, verse 14. Adonai yilachem lachem v'atem tacharishun. Hashem will fight your wars and you shall remain silent. You don't even have to shoot a missile. You don't have to do anything. Look at the missile. They are shooting. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu turns it around to shoot it back at them. This is HaKadosh Baruch Hu showing us chesed. Showing us kindness even though it's a time of Idna Deritcha. Now, of course, one of the things that people may not know in the exile is that during this time, these last 24, 48 hours, the Ishmaelim publicized that they have a special missile that the world has never seen before, and they're going to fire it at the Jewish people. They're going to fire it at the Jewish people and cause massive death. Akadosh Bahu turned that missile around, and kill the one who wanted to kill HaKadosh Baruch Hu's holy children. The same thing that they wanted to do to us, HaKadosh Baruch Hu did to them. This Rabotai is a wonderful thing that HaKadosh Baruch Hu did for us, not to show, not because of the, the death, but rather the death of people that wanted to kill us. Not only because of the destruction, but destruction of a thing that we simply couldn't do anything about. Not just because it's a time of war, but rather because the time of war where we're being punished. We're being punished last week. This is what's happened. So why would HaKadosh Baruch Hu turn things around? Why would HaKadosh Baruch Hu turn things around? Because the Jewish people started turning things around. 
As I said, the Gemara in Masechet Menachot says, a Jewish person does not have to wear tzitzit if he doesn't want to, and he won't get punished for it unless he's wearing a four-corner garment. But if it's time of Idna Deritcha, then he'll even get punished for not wearing that garment. Why? Why didn't you use that opportunity to do a mitzvah? So what's happened in the last week? Thousands upon thousands, tens of thousands of Jewish soldiers have taken upon themselves to take advantage of what our organization is doing and other organizations are doing and other kind people are doing and giving them tzitziot, giving them these tzitziot. You don't need to worry about the enemy when you have a Kadosh Baruch Hu with you. A Kadosh Baruch Hu gave you the mitzvah of tzitzit at Mount Sinai to remind you, don't follow the desires of your heart and the things that your eyes see. Only follow Hashem. But unfortunately, when a person doesn't know this or a person doesn't follow this, then he goes astray. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu now sees that, yes, you went astray, but now, look, you have a way to come back. You're wearing a tzitzit. Countless soldiers, countless soldiers have taken upon themselves to put on tzitzit. And the beautiful thing is, Rabotai Karim, is that the country is run out of tzitziot. Literally, you can't find a supplier that has tzitziot right now. Anything that you're placing as an order is for next week, next month, next year. It's like, literally. But what have people done? They started making tzitziot. Individuals have started making tzitziot. Baruch Hashem, we have a big order on the way of a couple of thousand tzitziot is supposed to arrive as Lad Hashem uh, any day now. And uh, we're looking forward to giving them to the uh, to the soldiers. We just got another order of 15,000 tzitziot. We need literally a miracle to be able to provide it. We need a miracle because you could simply do the math. These tzitziot not only are, uh, are not free, you have to pay for them, but even more so than that, some people are actually even taking advantage of the time and trying to uptick the price more than usual. More than usual, but it's okay. HaKadosh Baruch Hu knows uh, what we're trying to do and will help us, and will help us, and will help anybody that wants to put on tzitzit, as the Gemara in Masechet Moed Katan says, Abali someone that's looking to become purified, HaKadosh Baruch Hu helps him. So now, when I first started, I told you guys, Rabotai, where were you today during the evening? Where were you when this whole thing happened? When HaKadosh Baruch Hu took a missile that was being shot at the Jewish people, looking to cause harm, looking to cause damage, looking to cause massive death. HaKadosh Baruch Hu turned around that missile. Literally, you can watch that video a thousand times. Turned around that missile and went right exactly where it needs to go, not only to cause the enemy damage, but to also cause damage that will actually limit any other damage they can cause because it's destroying their weapons. So this is HaKadosh Baruch Hu showing us kindness, showing us chesed even during this horrible, difficult time. But yet we can turn this whole time around by taking on mitzvot. Now, of course, the, the soldiers, the soldiers have had, you know, obviously that took on tzitziot. They have gotten some merits, but at the same token, the whole nation needs to get merits. So at the same time that the soldiers have taken on the tzitziot, many women have contacted us and have publicized different videos of them taking their imadas clothes and ripping them, taking those imadas clothes and burning them. Don't sell the imadas clothes. Don't donate the imadas clothes. Whether you sin or another woman sins, it's still, it's still a sin. Don't desecrate Hashem's name. Countless women have taken off these 
immodest clothes and replace them with modest clothes, immodest wigs and replace them with the, with the modest kisurosh. Jewish women are waking up. Jewish women are waking up. Just last week I heard a, a story from one of my dear friend, Arav, Arav uh, uh, Yosef Mizrahi, where two women, two women that took on Shabbat were saved from this massacre, even though they attended the party. The Shabbat keeps the Jewish people. It's not the Jewish people keep the Shabbat. The Shabbat keeps the Jewish people. So now we have to ask ourselves, all of this stuff happened in the last several days. Every day more and more people are taking on mitzvot. More and more people are taking on Shabbat. More and more people are taking on kashrut. More and more people are taking on Torah. But what happened during that specific time? Why that specific time? Now, I don't know why that specific time. I don't know. I'm not a prophet or the son of a prophet unless a Kadosh Baruch Hu will decide to make me one one day. All I can tell you, Rabbutai Karim, is what I was doing during that time. During that time, it wasn't an easy time. We have a lot of things going on. We're trying to help people. We're trying to learn Torah. We're trying to teach Torah every single day. We're trying to do things we've never done before. We're pushing ourselves to the limit. But of course, in the world of Torah, there is no limit. You got to keep going. Why? Because HaKadosh Baruch Hu is with you. So at that time, we were at Rav Ephraim's uh, study, myself and Yossi, at Rav Ephraim's study with Rav Ephraim, discussing what's the plan. What can we do? For Am Israel, more than what we're doing. And we said, wait a minute, hold on a second. Just last week, we started a plan that we're going to collect different students that we have around the world, different people that we know around the world, different people that want to contribute around the world to learn one million pages of Gemara in the next 12 months. Commit to it right now. How many Dapim can you do? Can you do 300 Daf Yomi, 365 uh, Dapim, good. Another guy can do two Dapim, that's a little over 700, great. Another guy can do uh, 1,500, 1,000. So we're collecting names. Baruch Hashem, the, uh, the, uh, the, the names are going up, but we're still a long way from home. If you learn Shas, if you learn the Talmud, if you're able to learn the Talmud, and you're a Jew, contact us, tell us how many Dapim you're willing to take upon yourself because we're looking to take on a million Dapim of Gemara in the next, in the next year, by this time uh, next year. But Rabbi Ephraim says it's not enough. It's not enough. How do we know it's not enough? We know from Mordechai Yehudi. Mordechai Yehudi, the first time in the entire Torah, the Torah mentions the word Yehudi. The word Yehudi, the word Jew, doesn't appear in a book of Bereshit, in Genesis. It doesn't appear in Exodus, in Shemot. It doesn't appear in Leviticus. It doesn't appear in uh, Numbers, doesn't appear in Deuteronomy, doesn't appear in those books. Where does it appear? For the first time, the word Yehudi appears is in the book of Esther, in the Tanakh. What's the Yehudi? Mordechai Yehudi. Mordechai Yehudi, why? Why was he called Mordechai Yehudi? All of Am Yisrael was called Yehudi. Why is the Torah mentioning the word Yehudi for the first time, Mordechai Yehudi? Comes the Ben Ishchai, Allah Shalom, and says, that's because the whole world knew that Mordechai was a Yehudi from far away because he had such big peot, such big peot, that the whole world was able to see him from far away. He says, that's a Yehudi. That's a Yehudi. Why? People look alike. People look alike. You live in a certain country. People dress alike. People look alike. People have similar customs. But no, him, he's a Yehudi. Why? You can see from his big peot. You see from his big peot. That's why many of G'dolei Israel emphasize the importance of having peot. Now, this same Mordechai Yehudi knew that 
the fast that Esther, Esther Amalka, the prophetess Esther, she told everybody to fast for three days. It wasn't enough. It wasn't enough to cancel the evil decree. It wasn't enough to cancel the evil decree. So what did Mordechai do? He says, we need the Torah of Tinokot Shel Bet Rabban. We need the Torah learning of the children, of the Jewish children. That's what we need. Those children never sinned. Those children learn with all of their heart and all of their soul. They're connecting to their creator. Those children, we need their Torah. That's what we need. So Mordechai Yehudi stopped everything that he was doing, even though there's literally, it's only a matter of days before this evil decree is passed and Chas Shalom Am Yisrael is destroyed worldwide. That's what Haman wanted to do. The same thing like these Amaleks from, uh, from ISIS, from, uh, from Hezbollah, from uh, 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 Hamas, for all, all, of these, all of these enemies. That's what they want. That's what they want. Just like Haman. So Mordechai Yehudi stopped everything that he was doing and he took all of the children. He says, it's time for us to learn Torah. It's time for us to learn Torah. And they started learning Torah and they started learning Torah to such an extent that even Haman, Haman Arasha found out about it. Haman Arasha just found out about it and he came to the place and he saw all of these kids learning Torah. And he says to Mordechai, the fast your people are doing did not cancel my decree. But this Torah that you're learning with the kids, it's stronger than me. It's stronger than me. So at that time, today in the afternoon, at the same time, HaKadosh Baruch Hu decided to turn around the missile. Rabbi Ephraim and I and Yossi are talking about what else can we do for the sake of Am Yisrael, something that we can't afford, something that we've never done, something that's never been done. What can we do to help Am Yisrael? And the idea came up is that we have to get Jewish children to learn Torah. We have to get Jewish children to learn Torah. And Baruch Hashem, we made a plan. We're going to have a bunch of kids, Baruch Hashem, study at specific times. They're going to get some prizes. They're going to get some different things. And we're going to learn Torah. And the reality is, that's what we were doing. To arrange, aside from the million, the Pim of Gemara, that we're going to get people to convince all of these Jewish people to learn Torah, to learn a million tapim of Gemara, we also want to get a million Mishnayot. A million Mishnayot, Rabotai Yekarim, by little kids. By little kids. Gotta entice them, give them a little toy, give them a little this, give them a little that. Whatever you gotta do. You gotta commit a certain amount of money, a certain amount of this, a certain amount of that. Don't worry about Akadosh Baruch, who's gonna pay for it. As the Gemara says, Levu alai v'ani porea. Borrow on my name, Akadosh Baruch Hu says. And I'll pay for it. Why? If you're borrowing for the sake of my name, I'll pay for it. And that's Rabotai, what was what we were doing at that time. Apparently, Akadosh Baruch Hu liked the plant so much, he already showed us a little sign. He already showed us a little sign by taking one of these monsters' missiles and turning it around and firing it back at them. And this is Rabotai, one of the things that I want to tell each and every single Jew out there, each and every lover of Akadosh Baruch Hu out there. Akadosh Baruch Hu tells us clearly, you don't need missiles, you don't need swords, guns, planes, you don't need, all you need is Akadosh Baruch Hu. All you need is Akadosh Baruch Hu. That's all you need. But unfortunately, when we abandon Akadosh Baruch Hu, then we do have a need. 
We do have a need for swords, and we have a need for guns, and we have a need for missiles. We have to defend ourselves. Why? Because we don't have enough Torah to defend ourselves. If all of us were studying Torah, and all of us were righteous, and all of us were doing good, Mashiach would already come, there's no more war. But because we haven't done our job the right way, then we need combination of thereof. But that doesn't mean that we have to focus only on the physical aspect of it, of the planes and the tanks. No, 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 no. You have to understand. There's more to it. Why? Because even if you have the best planes, even if you have the best tanks, even if you have the best soldiers, even if you have the best, whatever you have, only a Kadosh Baruch decides whether you're going to win or not. No one can help you or hurt you other than a Kadosh Baruch Hu. No one. No enemy, no government, no one can hurt you or help you other than a Kadosh Baruch Hu. We have to engrave this into our minds. We have to engrave this into our hearts and stop being afraid of nothings. Stop being afraid of these rats. Stop being afraid of these enemies. Only be afraid of a Kadosh Baruch Hu as a Kadosh Baruch Hu tells us. In the book of Exodus, chapter 14, verse 14, Adonai lachem lachem v'atem techarishun, HaKadosh Baruch Hu will fight your wars and you shall remain silent. And one of the beautiful things, one of the beautiful things we have in the Torah is that there's more in it when you delve into it. And you, when you notice, when you notice, Moshe Rabbeinu is telling us that Hashem will fight our wars and we shall remain silent. When is he telling us? He's telling us this at a time where People have realized they have no other hope. In front of them, there's the ocean. On the right and left, there's all types of monsters, uh, anacondas and, and scorpions that are the size of humans. And behind them, they have the Egyptians, the Ishmaelim that want to kill them. They've lost all hope. This is no different than right now where you have literally enemies everywhere. The media is against you. The, the, everybody is against you. HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, exactly there. Exactly there. If you believe in me, I'll fight your wars. Even though you didn't believe in me so much yesterday. Even though you didn't follow me yesterday. Even though you didn't do what I said yesterday. But if right now you, you believe in me, I'll still help you. And he says, Hashem yilachem lachem v'atem tacharishun. That's why the verse, the verse it's not just saying this in the words, but it's also saying this in the spot it is in the Torah. The verse is four, chapter 14, verse 14. 14 in the Hebrew language is Yud Dalit. So you have Yud Dalit, Yud Dalit. Combine the two, it spells Yedid. What's Yedid? Hashem is our ally. Hashem is our friend. Even at a time of war, even at a time of war, Hashem says, I'm still with you. I'm still your ally. Even though I'm the one that punished you, I'm still your ally. I'm never your enemy. I'm never your enemy. And this Rabbi Taya Karim is one of the things that HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants to show us through these miracles. But furthermore, we always want to go to HaKadosh Baruch Hu's, HaKadosh Baruch Hu's very dearest who? David Melech. David Melech. David Melech. Mashiach Tzidkenu comes from David Melech. David Melech cried to Akadosh Baruch Hu his whole life. David Melech fought many wars. David Melech was a master of wars. And he has a lot to say about it. And he says in chapter 37, David Melech says a lot for us. What does David Melech say? Chapter 37 starts off by David. Do not compete with the evildoers, 
be don't be envious of the doers of injustice for like grass they will be cut down swiftly and like green vegetation they will wither trust in Hashem and do good dwell in the land and nourish yourself with faithfulness have emunah in Hashem don't worry about oh it looks like the enemy is winning it looks like the enemy is strong no no trust in Hashem Trust in Hashem. Yeah, but what about they're still shooting at us? What about they're still lying about us? What about all of these horrible things that are happening to us? What about them? Says David the Melech. Says David the Melech. If you really trust in Hashem, Hashem is going to show you he's your Yadid. Hashem is going to show you he's your friend. Hashem is going to show you he's your ally. Even when it looks horrible. Even when it looks like you have nowhere to go. HaKadosh Baruch is going to come to you. He's going to hold your hands. To tell you, I'm with you. I'm with you. And he says in the uh, in the same Tehillim in chapter 37, verse 12, the wicked man plots against the righteous person and gnashes his teeth at him. He wants to hurt him. He wants to kill him. He wants to eat him. Just like these Ishmaelim, they want to eat us. Just like the world saw from their cameras what they did and they laughed about and their supporters laugh about. Kadosh says, yeah, this evil, wicked people, they want to plot bad things against us. They gnash their teeth. Hashem laughs at him. For he has seen that his day approaches. And the wicked drew a sword and bent their bows to bring down the poor and the destitute to slaughter those of upright ways. And their sword will pierce their own heart. And their bows will be broken. Better is the little of the righteous than the great multitude of the wicked. Here HaKadosh Baruch Hu tells us, These Rishayim, Ishmaelim, Imachshimam, Vezichram, and anyone that's a supporter and anyone that's against Am Yisrael has to know Am Yisrael, Chai. Am Yisrael is HaKadosh Baruch Hu's children. And you can plan whatever you want to plan. That HaKadosh Baruch Hu will turn your swords around. Just like he turned around that missile. And he'll kill you with your own missile. Just like you tried to shoot at us. HaKadosh Baruch Hu shot at you. To make it clear to the whole world whose side he's on. That's what David Melech says. That's what David Melech says, Rabotai Karim. The wicked one watches for the righteous and seeks to kill him, but Hashem will not forsake him to his hand, nor let him be condemned when he is judged. Says David Melech, you can plan whatever you want, you can think whatever you want, you can make as many comments as you want about free Palestine and free Gehenom and free whatever you want. We've already told you, Palestine is free. It's called Israel. And this Rabotai Karim is an important thing for a person to know that it didn't just come from nowhere. It didn't just come from, from nowhere. This is because Am Yisrael, even though we don't always necessarily follow what HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, all of these victims, all of these people are still considered Yeshre Derech 
הכל יותר חכמים. עם ישראל, I still all considered ישרי דרך. What's ישרי דרך? He's a people that have a way to go in the right path. So how is a person that didn't keep the Torah and mitzvot still considered a person that can go in the right path? Very simple. He had a way to do it. He had a way to do it. It's just like somebody that's lost. Someone that's lost. He doesn't know where he's going. He's confused. But then he sees, oh, this other guy lives next door to me. He lives down the street. He's around here. He's in the same desert I am. But he has a map in his hand. And he walks up to him. He goes, can you help me out? Get to where I need to go? He goes, sure. So another guy comes. He goes, how do you know he's going the right way? He says, I don't know. I don't know if he knows where he's going. But I do know that he has a map. And that map has the instructions of how to get to the destination. So even though they didn't keep all the Torah and the mitzvot, HaKadosh Baruch Hu still considers all of these victims, Yishrei Derech, that they were able to get to the right path. That's Am Yisrael can get to the right path. Why? We have the Holy Torah. And that's why Am Yisrael is also called Am Yisrael, Yeshar El. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is upright, is righteous. He's straight. Now, in the process, in the process of showing Am Yisrael the rebuke, Hashem also shows them His mercy. And He says, I'll show you the mercy specifically with the words of David HaMelech, that the destruction of the enemy will come into, by their own, by their own weapons. Now the Evan Ezra says Charbam is literally Hashem saying the same sword that the wicked who did evil with that sword, who murdered people, who did horrible things, Hashem will specifically use that sword to destroy him, to destroy that wicked person. And furthermore says the Metzudot David, Charbam is that the arrow will not break, but will actually be used to destroy the wicked person. Hashem is not going to break the arrow. He's not going to break the missile. He's going to use it to go against the enemy that shot at us. Now, what is Am Yisrael to do when we have such Kindness from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, first and foremost, never be scared again. Because you see that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is with you. Second of all, learn that the reason why we start off our day as Jewish people with thanking HaKadosh Baruch Hu for giving us our soul back is because we have to start off our day with gratitude. Gratitude to the Creator. And therefore the Gemara in Masichet Sanhedrin says, anyone who sees a miracle, a miracle happens to him, and he publicizes it, he publicizes it for the sake of Hashem, 
merits to receive another miracle. So the, one of the things we see here is that to publicize a miracle is that we have to thank Hashem for that miracle. And one of the ways we could do it right now is by reading Tehilim 100 together. To thank HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And I'll read it in Hebrew and then in English. Psalm of thanksgiving, call out to Hashem, all the earth. Serve Hashem with gladness. Come before Him with joyous song. Know that Hashem, He is God. He made us and we are His, His people and the sheep of His pasture. Enter His gates with thanksgiving, His courts with praise. Give thanks to Him, bless His name. For Hashem is good, His kindness endures forever. And from generation to generation is his faithfulness. Here we have to thank HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Thank you for being with us even at this time. We don't deserve it, but you're still with us. This Rabotai Karim is important for every single Jew to thank HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Thank HaKadosh Baruch Hu every day. Not when just these things happen. Thank HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Literally, if you want to realize how many... Miracles happen to Am Yisrael on a second-by-second a, a, a second basis. Just look at the map and see how many enemies surround it. Just look at the map and see how many enemies surround it. As a side joke, but really Musar in this joke, it was a Jewish guy who said to his friends, that's it, I'm never watching the Jewish news anymore. I'm done. They're like, why? He says, that's it, I'm done. I'm watching Al Jazeera. Whoa, Al Jazeera, that's an Ishmaeli organization. What are you talking about? He goes, no, 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 that's it. I'm not watching Jewish news anymore. I'm watching Al Jazeera. So his friend says to him, I don't understand. Why? He says, because I want good news. What? Good news? He goes, yeah. Listen, when I watch the Jewish media, what do I see? Oh, they complain. The economy is down. The terrorists are attacking us. They shot missiles at us. They're doing bad things. Uh, the government is uh, terrible. This is terrible. That's terrible. But then when I watch Al Jazeera, what do they say? Oh, these Israelim, they're attacking us. These Israelim, they're defeating us. These Israelim, they're doing this. They're, they're beating us and everything. Oy, oy, oy. Woe to us. Woe to us. Ah, I see good news in Al Jazeera, he says. I want to see good news. For all of us to see good news, Bezrat Hashem, to see HaKadosh Baruch Hu, to see HaKadosh Baruch Hu with us. The reality is, Rabotai Karim, we see the Gemara, same Gemara that I mentioned to you, that says to publicize a miracle in order to merit another miracle, we also see what happens when somebody doesn't publicize it the right way. One of the most righteous people that ever lived, one of the descendants of David Melech, Chizkiyahu Melech, Chizkiyahu Melech made Am Yisrael learn Torah in such a fashion, unlike any other generation, to such an extent they couldn't find a six-year-old kid, a six-year-old boy, not know the most complicated parts of the Torah. Literally everyone knew Torah in his time. He was attacked 
He was attacked by Sanheriv, who was the most powerful king at the time in the world, conquered the whole world, went to part of Israel and took and defeated 10 of the tribes, spread them into Africa, says the Gemara. And uh, he wanted to conquer the rest of Israel, which was going to Jerusalem. That's where Hizkiyahu was. Hizkiyahu said to Hashem, Hashem, you promised us that if we do your will, we learn Torah, we teach Torah, we get Am Yisrael do tshuva, you're going to fight our wars. So you fight it, I'm going to sleep. 185,000 battalions are surrounding Jerusalem at this time. And they decided to delay attacking Jerusalem because they already went on a long journey. The Gemara says there were so many of them that by the time they crossed the river, the amount of you know water that each one of them took, either from drinking it or simply by passing through the water, the river dried out. That's how many of them there were. Sanchiriv, when he got to the outside of Jerusalem, he left. He said, what, this is what it is? I could just spit and drown it. That's how many soldiers he had. He was certain he's going to win the war. He was certain he was going to conquer this and finish everything. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is El Melech Neeman. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the God, he is the King, he is trustworthy. If he says it, he does it. He told us that if we learn Torah, we teach Torah, we get people to do tshuva, he's going to protect us. That's exactly what he did. And the Gemara says, HaKadosh Baruch Hu sent Malach Gavriel. And Malach Gavriel with his giant hands came down and took the neshama out of every single one of those soldiers. The only one that was left was Sanchariv and two of his kids. That's it. And his kids ended up killing him. Sanchariv's kids ended up killing Sanchariv. The next day, people of Jerusalem are thinking, where's the attack? No attack. They go and they see literally millions of dead bodies over there. What happened? HaKadosh Baruch Hu sent his angel, Gavriel, gone. Be'ezat Hashem HaKadosh Baruch Hu will send his angels to make all of our enemies gone. To make all of our enemies gone without a missile, without a rocket, without even a single Jewish soldier entering, entering the battlefield. But unfortunately, Chizkiyahu made a mistake. And if it wasn't written in the Torah, we wouldn't even be allowed to say it. Chizkiyahu made a mistake where he did not sing out to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. He did not celebrate this the right way. He did not publicize it the right way. And because of that, he lost the opportunity of becoming Mashiach. Hashem wanted to make him Mashiach. And he did not. Some say it was actually the celebration was supposed to be on the sun that Hashem stopped for him. But either way, Chizkiyahu did not sing out to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, And that... Missed opportunity cost us another couple of thousand years of exile, another couple of thousand years of suffering under our enemies. Meaning that to receive miracles is amazing. But the most important part of a miracle 
is to publicize a Kadosh Baruch Hu's name. As the Kadosh Baruch Hu says that he wants us, he wants us to do tshuva. He wants us to return to him. He wants us to serve him. But at the same token, there has to be something coming from us, coming from our heart, not like robots. Once we serve a Kadosh Baruch Hu, Yeshua'at Hashem Ke'erefayin. What's Yeshua'at Hashem Ke'erefayin? The salvation of Hashem comes faster than the blink of the eye. You know how quickly you blink the eye? The salvation of Hashem can come faster than that. No matter what the situation is and how many enemies surround you and how much people are saying bad about you, Yeshua'at Hashem Ke'erefayin. The salvation of HaKadosh Baruch Hu comes faster than the blink of the eye. Comes faster than the blink of the eye. Why? You're in a war. They're attacking you. Thousands and thousands of missiles being fired at you. Hashem, Ish Milchama. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is a man of war. Not that he's a man, Chaz Shalom, But Torah itself calls him a man of war. Why? All of the wars in the world are nothing to Hashem. The whole point of any of these wars is for Am Yisrael to notice HaKadosh Baruch Hu's wrath and also to realize it's time for them to do tshuva. To realize it's time for them to do tshuva. Now, of course, some people are going to use this opportunity to do tshuva. But others say, wait, how do I know that God really cares about this? They still question. Now, in the world of battle and wars and combat, when they analyze who is the best a uh, warrior, they measure it based on who can defeat an enemy while he has no weapon and the enemy has a weapon. Because if both of you have no weapons, it's one thing. If both of you have weapons, okay. But to really see that you're a superior warrior is if you don't have weapons and he has weapons and you can still defeat him, that's a warrior. Where do we learn that from? Book of Samuel, chapter 23, verse 21. Ben Yahu ben is praised in the Torah. Why? Because he took the enemy's weapon and killed him with it. He was the ultimate warrior. It was also an extraordinary Talmud Chacham. But the Torah praises him for being an ultimate warrior as he used the enemy's weapons to kill him. We see that HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Hashem Ishmil Chama, as he took the enemy's weapon that they were firing at us and used it to kill them. Why did he do it? Because Abutai Karim, Am Yisrael, is realizing there's nothing for us to rely on other than HaKadosh Baruch Hu. All of the people we thought are our friends, all of the people we thought are our allies, all of the people we thought are one of us, all of the people and all of the this and all of the that, last week and in the last week, we realized there's nothing for us to rely on other than HaKadosh Baruch Hu. 
We can't rely on an army. We can't rely on a political system. We certainly can't rely on politics or politicians. We can't rely on people that say, or, or nations that say that they're our friends. We can't rely on anything. We cannot rely on anything other than HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So when you're seeing that your friends, your colleagues, your community is taking on more mitzvot, is taking on more opportunities to help Am Yisrael do more mitzvot, you should know that they are part of bringing safety to Am Yisrael. They are part of winning this war. They are part of protecting these soldiers. They are part of protecting our people worldwide. Many people think the war is only in Israel. You're mistaken. The war is all over the world. There are Jewish people being attacked all over the world right now. Literally tens of thousands of people are protesting in America, in Canada, in, a, uh, in, in different parts of Europe. Tens of thousands of people literally asking publicly without any shame for Jewish blood. In major universities, Harvard, Cornell, all types of so-called Ivy League universities are literally publicizing their support for a Hamas terrorist organization. People spent hundreds of thousands of dollars going to these universities, only finding out that their university they have the diploma from is supporting terrorism. All types of Hollywood personalities, some of them even being Jewish, are supporting terrorism. Why? Because when a person is in front of the moment of truth, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is going to show him a significant difference between the truth and the world of lies. And now it's time to make a decision. If you choose the world of truth, certainly, there's going to be certain sacrifices, changes that you need to make. You need to wear modest clothes. You need to be moral. You need to be honest. You need to observe the Torah and the mitzvot. And if you do, Hashem will protect you. Hashem will help you. But if you don't, if you still choose the world of lies, don't cry when disaster strikes. When all of the people that you supported ended up hurting you first. The stupidity of man causes him to sin against Hashem. And then he gets mad at Hashem for punishing him. That's what Shlomo HaMelech said. People are stupid enough to sin against Hashem. And then they get upset that Hashem punishes them. This, unfortunately, is not a new thing. This is as old as time. Most recently, the evil terrorist Yahya Sinwa was saved by Israel when he had cancer. He got medical treatment got medical treatment by the best experts in Israel. Who is this Sinwa? Who is he? He is the guy that spearheaded the tragedy last week. Akadosh Baruch Hu put your enemy on a silver platter for you. 
giving him cancer. Instead of following the Torah and never helping the enemy, what'd you do? You went and saved his life. You saved his life. Look how many deaths you caused. This is why for all of those people that are still confused about what we said, but how the Torah does not allow us to have any mercy for the enemy. There's no mercy permitted according to the Torah when you're at war. Collateral damage is what people like to call it. The Torah calls it war. Why? Because if Hitler was a child and you knew he's going to grow up to be a Hitler, you knew he's going to grow up to be a Yahya Sinwell, he's going to murder people, and you didn't kill him as a baby, then you are as much a murderer as he is. Now, I'm not talking about hypothetical situations of maybe this and maybe that. I'm saying you knew for sure he's going to grow up to be Hitler. You knew for sure he's going to be Hamas. Because that's the education he's getting. Because that's the school of thought that he's going to. That's the ideology that he's being literally engraved into his heart. If you were merciful on him, you'll show, you'll see in your lifetime that your mercy was evil. Was evil and vicious, unmerciful people. Just a few days ago, they reported that the foolish, foolish system here in Israel that's led by judges and politicians that are anti-Torah forced the hospital to treat a terrorist that attacked a woman in this attack and many other people and God shut up to treat him, to bring him back to life and they put him in a bed. And right next to him, one of his victims is laying in there too, a woman. And they took a picture of this. There's the woman who's the victim and then there's a terrorist. And they're both being treated by the Jewish people. Here you see literally, on one end, it's pure stupidity. On the other hand, you're also seeing the difference between us, Jewish people, the Yeshredrech, the ones that at least know there's a path of where the right road is, because that's our Torah, to the animals, to the beasts, to the terrorists. What distinguishes us from everyone else? Only our Torah. Only our Torah. If not our Torah, we wouldn't be different than anybody else. It wouldn't be different than anybody else. So it's important for us to know that Akadosh Baruch Hu is giving us little hints, little messages that he's with us even during this difficult time. But we have to continue doing what we've been doing in the last week, this week, and next week, and the week after. And keep building more. And keep doing more. Don't just take on one Shabbat and think, oh, that's enough. Don't just take on the tzitzit for now and then stop next month. Don't just take on modesty now and then stop next month. No, no. You have to keep building. More mitzvot. Take on Shabbat. Every Shabbat. 
Take on modesty every day. Take on eating kosher every day. Take on learning Torah for at least a couple hours a day every day. Take on giving charity and supporting Torah every time that you have an opportunity, every time you get an income, every time you close a deal, every time you get a paycheck. Constantly build yourself up. Why? Because HaKadosh Baruch Hu is showing us clear, clear signs that he's paying attention and he hasn't left us. As long as we continue building on the momentum, spiritual momentum we've had in the last week, as long as we build on it, we can expect to win, not just in this world, but for eternity. Please do as much as you possibly can to encourage other Jews to get closer to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Share these lectures. Go to our Kiruv store, get yourself some of the USBs and books that we have. The USBs are in English material and the books are Hebrew. Share them in your community. It's kiruvstore.org. If you could donate to support our organization, by all means, you could donate in the different websites that we have. But the most important thing, Abutai Karim, don't settle for where you are right now. Don't say, I did enough. Don't say, Shalom Yeli, I'm okay, peace will be upon me. No, no, no. If you're still alive, that means that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is telling you, you could still do more. And Be'ezat Hashem, we all continue to do more. And that will not only protect our soldiers, but will also encourage Hashem to keep using the enemy's sword to destroy the enemy. Chalvam tavobilibam. With that being said, let's see if you guys have any relevant questions, and then we'll call it tonight. So I see on Facebook there's just chit chat between other people. I highly doubt you guys paid attention to the lecture. It's better you guys talk to each other at other times rather than tune into a lecture just to talk to each other. It's simply wasting your Torah time. Uh, let's see. As far as the whole killing of children and all that stuff, I made a whole lecture about it last week. You can uh, look it up on my YouTube channel. It's called uh, the Torah Perspective about uh, um, children dying at war or something like that. Just go to my YouTube channel. The last few lectures, you'll see it. And you'll understand what the Torah Perspective is. Uh, let's see. You think Jews will win? No, I don't think Jews will win. I know Jews will win. Question is, 
how much suffering will we have to go through until Hashem brings the wind? Doesn't it say in the Ten Commandments, do not kill? Yes, it does say do not kill, but it also says that you have to, if you have an enemy coming to kill, you have to kill him first. You call people animals. No, 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 I don't call people animals. I call animals animals. When a person acts like an animal, he becomes an animal. So I just simply remind him of what he is. Attacking hospitals is okay? No, attacking hospitals is not okay. But when the hospital is really not a hospital, but a front for a terror cell, uh, then obviously uh, it's certainly a great thing that uh, this thing will be removed from the world. But since the world won't understand it for us to remove it from the world, what does Hashem do? Because He loves us, He removes it from the world Himself by using the enemies weapons against itself the terrorists were shooting missiles from that hospital and the nearby uh, locations and they were storing an enormous amount of bombs and weapons inside that hospital and therefore that little missile caused such a huge amount of damage and you can see the video of that missile that was shot from there turn around <whistles> turn around and hit back the place that shot it so you cannot blame the Jews, even though you will blame them anyway, because of course that's the only thing that you guys know how to do. Blame the Jews for all your problems, even though you are your own biggest problem. Uh, let's see. There's no real questions anymore. Uh, yeah, let me see. We'll check one last place. What's the correct question to ask a secular Jew to get him to pray and start learning? You don't need to ask him anything. You need to educate him. Educate him by sending him different lectures. Tell him, this is interesting. You can send him my personal story. That's a good start. You can send him lectures like this one that's relevant for everybody. Educate him. You don't have to ask him any questions. It's not a test. Um, What's the name of someone who's just studying Torah? It's called the Avrech. Avrech. 
Parashat Vishlach went as Shechem did a terrible thing against Bat Yisrael. All the people of Shechem received a death penalty because the people of Shechem didn't do anything about it. That could be compared to Palestine. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, listen, all of these uh, people that are complaining that there are civilians being uh, hurt by the uh, uh, counterattack by the uh, Jewish people um, on Hamas and the terrorists, uh, the truth is that if they did not support Hamas, then they would get them out of there themselves. You know, the, the fact that Hamas and Hezbollah and all of these terrorists exist is because the majority of the people support them. The majority of the people agree with them. The majority of people are part of them. Even if they're not, you know, walking around with a machete or a uh, shotgun. If you are allowing uh, the, uh, these terrorists to live among you and you're not fighting against them yourself, that means that you're no different than them. Uh, and it's just simply a reality. Uh, so... We see how uh, you know the the, the, uh, the you know they claim that they're victims, but at the same time they fight against us tooth and nail. So if they can fight against us, they could also fight against their terrorists. Why aren't they fighting against their own terrorists? Because they're in agreement with them. They're in agreement with them. Anyone that thinks that the uh, the people that host and support Hamas and Hezbollah and all these other terror organizations are not as bad as the terrorists, you're simply fooling yourself. Uh, okay, that's about it. Okay, guys, thank you very much for learning with me. May Hashem bless each and every single one of you that it's come here to learn the truth of the Torah. And Bezot Hashem, we will continue seeing more miracles together. Please take on upon yourself to do more mitzvot, to do more kiruv, to do more good according to the Torah. So that way we could not only earn protection for ourselves and our families, but also for our dear soldiers that are fighting against the enemy for the sake of all of Ab Yisrael. B'chav and we'll learn again tomorrow.